Hello again to another episode of Talk Architecture. I'm your host, Naziati Mohammad Yaakob. This is part two session or can Malaysian architecture schools be like the AA schools? And one of the objective is to think about how the Malaysian architecture graduate can compete globally. For example, this was the original questions that led to all the series. Now we're here again with Wat Lim. Hi, Hot. Hi, Nadia. How are you? <laughs> Fine, thank you. What? Now, okay. You know, uh, we have to get to the essence of all of this: the the training of the architect or the experience that the architect should have. So, is there a certain um, a philosophy or what have you been reading? What that is helping you to? to be the sort of person who is, somebody said, not tainted by the industry. <laughs> somebody quoted that. So that's the question I'd like to ask you first. Thank you. I mean, the first thing is that I I, I, I get that question, not, not from you only. I mean, a lot of people ask me, uh, is that a method uh, uh, for teaching architecture? I remember we discussed it before. And then what, what came to mind was this, a uh, guy who obviously wrote uh, method acting method acting i always tell people that you know depending on the schools you go to you end up being a bad actor or a good actor and and architecture schools are a little bit like that to my mind i think and and i'm inspired by uh, stanislav uh, lavsky's uh, theory that you know if you want to absorb uh, the persona of the person you're supposed to uh, copy or, or become there are steps that you can do you know uh, that you can take you to that uh, kind of attainment of uh, uh, becoming a successful actor. So with with architecture, I, I believe I, I have trying. I've been trying uh, for many years to more or less uh, relegate a particular type of methodology that I thought if I if I experimented with my students, they would they would attain a certain level of my you know what I expect them to become like uh, like you say in the previous uh, episode like great thinkers for example. So the first thing I ask them to do is read good books. You know, so it's like. Step by step, I say you want to be a great architect. Okay, step number one: read good books. Number two: turn off your TV. Number three: that kind of thing. Like not in, in not not in those uh, in that order, but reading material is uh, is very important. Um, and the other thing is to ask questions. Like we we were debating the other time about like you know why why is it that you don't ask uh, questions? Why do you why do you always uh, assume uh, that you know the stats have to be there? Uh, because the the laws say so, so the the, the questioning mind is very important. Um, other stuff would be, I think, um, a lot of it is philosophy. Actually, like for example, um, to read into the work of uh, Bose, for example, to understand architecture is like first of all the atomic nature of who we are and the environment. People talk about genius loci, right? But I take them to different places. Like I say, okay, you want to talk about genius loci? There's so many books. Uh, you know, sense of place and all that. But let's find out a little bit more about how do we come to this thing called uh, well-being, feeling good about environment. You know, isn't it all vibration? So then I take them to a different place. I take them to like places like uh, go ahead and read uh, uh, Dr. Bose's philosophy about um, the nervous system of plants. And they say, they scratch their head and say, what the hell is that? I say, exactly, you know, what the hell is that to do with architecture, right? To go down that route. Now, what, what the other thing you do is like, you then eventually you found out like, you know, um, uh, maybe they can talk about a house is a machine for living in, you know, and then we talk about AI, we talk about uh, conversational theory, Dr. Gordon Pass from the AA taught me, you know. So I think, I think um, the original question was, uh, how do you 
how do you create that thinking mind, isn't it? So you, you know, and I tell them, I give them a lot of, basically everything I tell them is what my my pe- my teachers have told me, you know, mm. Andrew Minch, Andrew Minchin, Gordon Pass, Peter Cook, and all those guys, you know, Tanasio Spanomaridis, you know, and all of them, you know, teaches you how to like just get out of that box called, uh, you know, that stiff limited thinking you know that's so uh, essential in because um uh we don't really have the sense of pace to learning yeah i mean the lecturer says oh you gotta instructional you know the lecture tend to be um you gotta do your design i want to see this uh, this concept uh, sorry this um, people like to say bubble diagram, but I prefer scheme or some uh, some sort of design problem in design strategy, maybe a site plan in a week's time or something like that. We 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 tend to do those things. We're not really into the method that you're saying. So what do you think? What happens when we do you that? Know, like, you know, my my all my students at the one academy, you know, I told them off. I said, you know what a bubble diagram is? Oh, my, my, my teacher, so I've got other teachers, right? In uh, we're all teaching together. Yeah. And I said, they do bubble diagrams and then they go on like, uh, my living room is here. Uh, on the, and I said, do you know what bubble diagrams are for? <laughs> do you know what bubble diagrams are? They're just bubbles. I said, you know, we're doing architecture here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I mean, there's relationship, relationship of spaces, basically, isn't it? Not, not, not bubble diagrams. Yeah. But for them to understand the relationship, they need to, I mean, there's just uh, more and more questioning like that, that. That part where you said the ask questions, it could be any questions, but if they lack of ideas, you bring them here, you bring them there, and you give them the reading materials, right? That you said, if they, I mean, they should pick up things like house is a machine for living is a something that Villa Savoy, Le Corbusier, sort of thing they pick up in theory, they should actually ask those things. You know, the classic one is bio. Uh, biomimicry. I mean, yeah. I love that. I love that, you know. So one day I asked, you know, that I've got like 10 students who wants to do biomimicry, you know, like five from Taylor, then another three from one academy, and then two of them are from UCSI and all that, you know. And they all come back to me and say, uh, I'm doing biomimicry. I say, right. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what is it that, that you want to know yeah. about biomimicry? Then I ask them questions like, I say, what are you mimicking? Is it? Are you mimicking nature? And then they say, yeah. Say, why do you want your building to look like a bird? You know, and then, and then they kind of look at me one way. You know, I said, "Tell me, why is it that your facade has to look like feathers of feathers of a bird? Have you asked the bird why they have feathers? You know, for example, you should ask the bird the why. You know, you don't ask the bird say, why do you look this way? You know, you ask the bird why do you have to fly? You know, not like why, uh, not like copying the flight. You know, you don't yeah. you don't emulate and mimic the flight of a bird." You should mimic the why the bird has to fly. Okay, let me get you there. If the you know? student and I uh, and I found out that okay, why <laughs> the birds have to fly? Because they need to survive foraging. They need to feed themselves. They need to eat, and they need to fly away from predators. Is that what you want? What what exactly. needs after that? Why why do you want why do you want that for a building? Yeah. What does the building what can have you to do? fly? What, what's the purpose? Yeah. Yeah, and then the other thing is, uh, biomimicry is like, okay, uh, be one with nature, right? You know, be one with me, I'm nature. 
Are you telling me that I'm not part of nature? Be one with me. Why can't you mimic me? Mimic my patterns of behavior to start with before you start <laughs> mimic. Uh, yeah, so that kind of conversation is not leading us uh, no, uh, no, any, yeah. anywhere, but it takes you to a point where you're actually asking deeper questions. That's what I'm saying because it's so easy to just go into the internet and then you just cite this guy and you cite the other guy. You know, and the other thing about nature that we don't know enough okay. about is like uh, waste, you know. Uh, like people say, oh, we want to mimic the processes in nature, which is to reduce waste, right? Because waste is food for other species in the system. Say, oh, I haven't heard that one before. So go ahead and do that. Now, waste management means you cut down waste and you recycle waste and all that, right? But the bigger thing that is never taught in schools about biomimicry is, do you know that in nature, there is an abundance of waste. So nature is a very wasteful phenomenon. Mm. Why is it that we should be producing a lot of waste? Like, for example, there's more seeds than there are trees. So nature is wasteful. Why don't you mimic that? Why don't we produce enough food so that every time you open your fridge, right, there's an abundance, you know, all the cheese and the milk just fall out of your fridge. Why can't we mimic nature in that way? Nature has an abundance of waste. Who would teach you something like that in schools about biomimicry, you know? That's what I'm saying. The deeper discussions doesn't occur in schools. Because you know what? The, some, some of the questions that lead after biomimicry is particular components like the termite mounds and how it's naturally ventilated or not or whatever. You know, that, that sort of uh, looking at the structure or looking at the how they, the, the certain things, you know, um, di different animal habitat or how the animal, the nest, the bird's nest. So but, that's, you know, that's, like, what, but, that's but, what the conversation usually leads to. Yeah, but the ants have a reason why they had to get rid of water the way they get rid of water, you know. But we don't have to get rid of water. We want to preserve. We want to keep it on the roof, right? And and, and we have a lot of Mercedes-Benz to wash, you know. You got gardens to... to, 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 to the, so the, when we mimic something, we don't mimic the why enough. We mimic the structure, the patterns, and what it looks like. And, what happens to the water and what happens to the wind and what happens to the sun. We don't ask, we don't, we, we, we don't ask the why. I mean, why do you want to uh, uh, handle water the way uh, uh, the beetle does, you know? you know? And then why do you need to have camouflage, you know? I mean, you might mimic that, for example, because, you know, one of my students said that um, he wants to do uh, biomimicry and I say, okay, what is that? And then and then he, he showed me some clams and the, the hermit, uh, the hermit, uh, what do you call that? The other snails that they yeah, go from the like, Yeah, and I said, you could mimic that. You know, we could be inhabiting uh, desolate, uh, you know, empty, vacant uh, buildings in the city. That is that is biomimicry, you know, the full sense of it, you know, the full sense of the uh, the meaning of uh, biomimicry. That sort of level, I think, is, is, okay. is, is interesting. Right? What you are saying is, because I'm getting this from AA, people who are, have been in AA, there's a beginning and there's an ending because you start somewhere. So the student starts with biomimicry when they met you because there is this, this thing between you and the student having this conversation and this will lead somewhere to the investigation. So there's a start and they decided biomimicry and you, what you're trying to do is, uh, you know, trying to make them think about biomimicry more and going to the why and then this will help in inform the design process whatever because whatever they're doing so is that what it is that there's an end and a beginning uh, what 
Yeah, well, the beginning is always the same for most students. It's the end part. You know, with the end part, then they, they're not going to get past me, like, basically. Because I'm not going to say, oh, that's right, go ahead, yeah, here's your A, you know, and you can go and start working. They kind of, I, I block them and I say, no, hang on a minute, you know, what is biomimicry to you, you know? And then they kind of like, they look at me like, uh, what do you call that, rabbit caught in the headlights. You know, their ears will just stand and they think, oh, oh, oh. You know, got a little problem here. So that managed to get past you with the M. Any students? You no, know, of course, of course. I mean, I, I just kind of like I, you know, we I keep a close watch on what they are, how they are thinking, yeah. and what they're thinking about. And then there's always the why rather than the what it looks like. You know, so and they they enjoy the conversation. Actually, a lot of them. Have, I'm pleased to say that a lot. Of, like I said to you in, in in a separate conversation, I'm so pleased to hear. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm reviewing a lot of uh, writing from the One Academy, and the quality of writing is incredible, and uh, which mm-hmm. reflects on the uh, the nature of asking questions, and 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 I I can see that they're enjoying it. You know, these these guys are young. You know, they're like in their early twenties, and they're writing papers like nobody's business. I mean, it's like very high quality research material. Like you know what, you know, uh, upcycling building for the pandemic. Uh, and all that stuff, I can I can tell you about this. Um, these guys, you know, they. So, like, can we can we think like people uh, in the AA? Yes, the answer is absolutely yeah, yes. The answer, that's the answer. You can think. Okay, there you have uh, underlined that when you see the quality of thinking in the designers, they're not doing drawings necessarily. They were doing essays, and you can see the quality of their writing. So. Um, so you see, this is something that is not appreciated. You know that, for example, theory, theory and philosophy in architecture in the Master of Architecture where I'm from, we are. Uh, it's an elective course. Theory is separated from the you know theory is separated from the studio in a way. So what? You're your... on to you're on to this philosophy, uh, this concept of dividing. You know, uh, it's human nature. We like to divide. You know, if you are small. Yeah. You stand on the left. If you are thin, you stand on the right. Uh, if you are big, stand behind me. If you're, you know, that kind of thing. So this divide thing, right, is actually a syndrome in, in schools, which I try to alleviate. Because you see, I tell a lot of students not to separate their theory from their design uh, project. And I, I managed to put uh, these two things together. And the same thing with practice and, and, and academia. You know, people think that those two things are separate. Mm. You know, I really, really think, I really think they're the same thing. It is one and the same thing. Whatever you, 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 you know, you're thinking about when you're in the studio, right? It, it's exactly the, the stuff that you need to uh, take on for uh, to construction. I don't think there's ever been any divide at all. And that, that's the thing, that's the flaw in the, the education system, if I can say, is that um, for many years, I've observed that the design students struggle with uh, their project because they've got a, a thesis that says uh, modular architecture. And then when you get, get on to their project, right, they're doing biophilia, you know, and then they, got, they, they get into a bind because they can't see that the two things are the same thing. And they, they, they uh, struggle, is, yeah. Uh, what, I think you, you, you knocked the nail on the on the board now with that because and and you know maybe the student came in whole and think of the everything's the same thing and then it, it was divided when they went into school <laughs> you know the way the thinking the different parts and then it didn't it didn't how, how, the, how, back. 
Yeah, how does that happen? Because you've got this thing called uh, modules. So you step in. So you imagine this, right? A student uh, uh, wants to be an architect. Okay, that's before they step into university. They say, you know, in their head, they say, I want to be an architect, right? That uh, polymathic, wholesome, uh, I can do it all kind of guy, you know? So they step into the school and the first thing they realize that they have to have uh, four different keys, you know? One is for structure, one is for design, one is for theory, another one is for like engineering or something or whatever the hell it is, you know, maths or, or graphic design or CAD, let's say CAD, you know? And then, and then in each room that they go into, they tell you different things from the other room. And then yeah. sooner or rather, you realize that, hang on a minute, what's going on here? You know, what's architecture about? You know? And then you get this illusion that architecture has got four compartments called structure and the other compartment is called theory. You know, how did that happen? You know? I mean, why would anybody imagine that there are these four separate parts? It's not. It's never been separate. And then when you step out, the worst thing is when you step out into... Uh, into practice, right? They yeah. then tell you, okay, everything that you've learned in school, just forget that, okay? We're in business yeah. here. You see, they, the dividing goes on, you know. After you leave school, they divide you even more. They, the first thing they do, they tell you whatever you learn in school is irrelevant. Uh, you're here to do business, okay? Stop dreaming. I mean, my goodness, you know? Yeah. Isn't that damage? Yeah. Okay. Um, how is that uh, being mitigated in AA school to, to not divide things? How, what, what was the curriculum or the, 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 the school teaching approach in AA? Okay. I lost you there. I think we've got a, uh, we've got a little signal thing. Okay, okay. How is that? Uh, just now we're talking about the, uh, divided you know, the curriculum into modules. How does the AA school dealt with it? Because your audience out there, they want to know, how did the AA school uh, did not make it divisive when they were in, uh, when students go into the AA? How was it done there? It was done in a way that they, they, didn't, they, 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 they didn't give a damn about like uh, why you're, you're in school for, you know, they're in school. I mean, they do, but I'm saying they're not, they're not there to tell you that, okay, you're here because we're going to make you industry ready, for example. Let's start with that, you know? They're not interested okay. in whether you're industry ready or not. You're there to talk about something, you know? Uh, uh, back in the days, right, when those two fellas met up, you know, uh, before the, all this AA stuff started out, they were just having a conversation about something of interest to them, right? They didn't say, let's uh, start a school so that we can produce lots and lots of uh, architects that can get good jobs out there, right? They're not interested in that. There wasn't that motivation at all. So therefore, in, you know, in that climate, in that in that kind of environment, you're not interested in, you know, producing a certain type of person or a certain type of architect. You know, the question doesn't arise. You see, so you're less anxious. You're, you don't have that anxiety of like I have to be a certain way. I have to think about certain things. You know, whatever you know, whatever comes to mind, that's what we want to be uh, talking about. So there wasn't uh, an agenda. There wasn't a prescribed set of criteria. You know, like. You have to know your law, bylaws. You have to know, you know, you know. When I was at the, the whole time I was at the AA, nobody asked me, um, uh, uh, show me, you know, tell me uh, how does uh, air conditioning work. I mean, they're not interested in that, and I, I wasn't interested as much, you know. Um, and so the discussion was more about like, do you understand that computers work like buildings? There was this thing called like you arrive at a point, and then uh, when you come to a certain junction, you have to decide whether you go to the left or to the right. And then Dr. Gordon Pass talked to me about 
my drawing that way, you see. So why can't people have that kind of conversation instead of saying, your structured column doesn't work, it will fall apart, no one would employ you, you see. The level of discussion and, 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 and inquiry uh, were very different. Yes, yes. Um, um, I, I, that is all very important. The conversation that you, you, that we have, that we have started here, um, and it gives us a lot of thoughts. And a lot of your listeners out there are young uh, graduates, fresh graduates, you know, uh, for um, and they are keeping tabs of this conversation. And um, this, uh, we're coming now to the end of this. Uh, session with you, uh, uh, the last session today. And what are the things that you'd like to perhaps, um, uh, you know, the usual question is the advice that you have for the younger generation or whatever, but um, the, you can actually expand on anything that you feel that we should, you know, don't do something wrong like this and we should go something right like that. Or you could you could do like, um, uh, where are we going when we keep on going like this? What will happen to architects? You know, if you're talking about architects need to compete globally, you know, the PEM, the former PEM president was asking that question and I just used that thread that he said, foreign architects are coming in, we should be actually going out and also compete. In, in, in other countries. So where, what are the things that you want to remind us uh, as the sort of five minutes that you'd like to, to conclude? It's a, it's a, uh, let's talk about competition, you know? Okay. So my advice would go around that word called competition uh, to all young uh, budding designers and architects out there. Um, ask yourself, uh, what are you competing for? You know, what, what exactly are you competing for? To be the best architect in, the, in your town, uh, to be the most successful uh, designer in your area, uh, globally, you know? So the question that I, or the advice that I would give is, you know, based on this story that I can tell you, like, you know, let's say you have a team of, you know, six aside, football, whatever. Let's assume that your opponent team is short of one guy. Let's see this or two guys didn't turn up, let's say. So now it's like six against four, right? So you're going to win, right? You, the match, because you've got, you got six against four. Chances are you're going to win the match. What's the point of winning, you know? Why can't one of your guys go to the other side and have a good game? Isn't that, isn't that a better thing to do, to have a good game? Mm. You know, so competition is like going home and say, here, mom, I just want a gold medal, you know? But you didn't have a good game, did you? I mean, you didn't share. Uh, you couldn't find out what the other guys were doing. Uh, they would. They didn't like you know come to you to come to your side and say, "Hey, I love that facade." You know. So where where is all that joy of designing? You know, what happened to that? You know. So uh, this is my advice to you guys out there who wants to be so called successful and all that. You know, it would. I would rather be like you. You make friends and you. You have bonding and you learn from each other. And that was, that's how the AA started. You see, the AA started because uh, two young men decided that they've got something to share with each other. And that's how they collected all their friends. They archived all their meetings. And then the AA grew to uh, be about 100 people. And before you know it, you know, they have uh, 3,000 members now, you know, active members uh, who continue that tradition of sharing. Uh, you know, we don't compete. We just say, hey, 
I've got something to tell you. Would you be interested to come for an evening on Friday? And then all the lectures are free. And we they invited all the best people, you know, from 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 Ron Arad to to Will Elsop to uh, Frank Gary to Richard Rogers to whoever, you know, free lectures. And that spirit is what I think is missing in today's uh, education system. There's no spirit of. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. yeah, that would be my advice. I've taken up more than five minutes, Nadiati. No. Um, but you can always chop things up. Sorry. <laughs> you can always chop things up and glue them back together. No, um, the, I just say five minutes figuratively, and uh, we learned a lot. I, I learned a lot from this session in, in sense of reminders and and this bold, you know, like keywords or stuff that um, um, need reminding. And that sharing, that sharing set, we are just sharing our knowledge is, is important. That sense of camaraderie of the architectural fraternity, you know, and and we we sort of lose our sense of purpose as an architect. Once we find our gather, our sense of collectiveness and purpose, and that's what architecture uh, school, architecture association school, um, taught us, you know. And and that's the spirit of it, and and um, reminded us. So I, I'm very grateful for the AA school in that sense, you know. I've been to those many lectures because I was working five minutes away during my part part one. Store oh, Street. Rock yeah, because <laughs> that's a tradition called, uh, they call it the AA bar. That's where the, the best conversations on architecture happens, you know. And so Dr. Gordon Pass, who, as you know, uh, he promoted this, he wrote a theory called uh, uh, Conversational Theory. And I always encourage my people to kind of like, look up to this other guy's book, uh, Mark Pagel, who wrote uh, uh, Wired for Culture. In there, he made a statement or a discovery or an observation that said, if you don't converse with each other, right, both of you are going to see to your end because you cannot build knowledge and, and, and intelligence without a conversation. You know, that's what Gordon Pass says. You see, you look at, you watch cultures that die out, right? It's the one where there is no cooperation. In other words, it's a bit like what we do here in, in our schools. You know, we compete, meaning... Uh, we're not going to cooperate, right? The whole thing about competition is you don't you don't cooperate, you know, uh, with your opponents, right? So what happens is that our culture would die, you know, and and the other guy, uh, uh, Paul Hyatt, who was an ex RIBA president. He said that you know any institute of architecture, right, should promote not the institute, not its president, neither its members, nor the country, right? It should only promote architecture. And that's what we should all do. We should promote architecture. We shouldn't promote uh, the fact that my firm is better than your firm or, or my design is better than your design. We should promote design, not mine or your design. You just promote design, you know, and, and that's what Paul Hyatt is up to. And he said, um, you know, an institute or a club or any association should not promote its, its members or its presidents. Neither should it promote the countries in, you know, it's just promote you know, architecture, you know, full stop. That's so, a great, that's, go on, you're going to say something, sorry. That's what I think students should realize, you know, uh, all this competition is not going to take you anywhere, actually. And you compete for a reason, I think, yes, uh, it makes you better, it sharpens your skill sets and everything, but you must identify with um, cooperation as well, because a lot of cultures have died and knowledge has been lost because without cooperation, right, a culture can't survive. For example, language systems and ways of expressing, for example, using competing power, you need to cooperate because then 
you know, you can then take that uh, whole learning up one level. You know, look at the Bartlett Pro, for example. I mean, they've used computing power. They take it to the, you know, the, the, you know, to its, uh, what, what's the word, you know? They push computing power to its limits, you know, and we can learn from that. And they've been very, very generous with like, you know, uploading all their images and all that. And it's just good. Like, I'm, not, I'm not saying that we don't share and we're not, we don't have that spirit of cooperation. I just think that, you know, individually, sometimes we get caught up with like, you know, I need to be better and I need to get somewhere or, you know, I have to fight, that kind of thing. None of that needs to happen, you know. I think all that uh, expectation, expectations, right, is totally, uh, it's unnecessary. You know? I think it confuses the, the idea of just uh, sharing knowledge or, uh, you know, uh, attaining excellence through cooperation, you know. Okay, in conclusion, um, yes, Malaysian architecture schools can be like the AA school. And um, what Lim has, has uh, shared, his, the points or the takeaways for us all and on, on that. So with that, I, I thank you so much, Wat Lim, for taking your time to be with us. Thank you, Nadiati. Thank you. You know that, I, you know, I've always loved the conversation with you. You're hard to get these days. <laughs> You know, just now. Okay, never mind. I'll talk about it later. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. So, uh, so good. Good evening, uh, Hualim. Good night. Good night. Bye. Yeah.